2: This is Radio Wave A friend of Megagoria is in Megagoria right now. Tonight you will be hearing from him for the November the 2nd 2017 Radio Wave broadcast speaking about the message from Our Lady and we, there is a BVM Caritas Megagoria pilgrimage group there and they spent the night on the mountain last night and uh, it was a very blessed experience to be able to see Mariana this morning and to receive the message from Our Lady. Sometimes when a friend of Mejigoria is not here at Keritas, we take these opportunities to reach back into our treasure chest of menomics or radio waves to give some practical information some practical direction for those who are seeking that something that has been more apparent recently is that we have a lot of new listeners for radio wave and Meginomics, particularly since the launch of the new MEG version 3.0 and the 24 hour radio wave. And so sometimes we need to reach back and to go to these foundation principles. And so today we'll be playing for you several different things to lay out some very specific principles from a friend of Megagoria for those of you who are new listeners and for those of you that have been listening for a long time. Some of these go back to the very beginning of Medianomics. And they're always good to hear again. Actually, we enjoyed very much hearing some of these things again and reminiscing some of those things that often principles that are part of who you are, but yet you forget for the very first time that you heard it and how much it impacted you at the time. So we're going to reach back into some of those. But first, we did want to read a letter from someone who had written to us. And it is the reason why we're going to reach back and play some of these foundational principles for you. This person wrote to us last week and they said, God bless you, Caritas community. I hope that someone will see this message and reply to my question. I'm a newly enrolled field angel and took part in the nine day fast this month. The field angels are people who regularly support Caritas on a monthly basis. She continues, I am praying and seeking to know what Mary is calling me to in my life My husband and I bought my mom's home this summer after she passed in February. We're close to moving in after replacing the carpet that was worn out. The more I listen to Radio Wave, I am wondering, how do people who live in neighborhoods make the changes mentioned by a friend of Medjugorje? Is every person who desires to follow Our Lady's messages called by her to move out to the country and live off the land? I'm just confused and a bit anxious. We felt called to buy my parents' home. After we move in, I have a few things to do to put our other house on the market. Once it sells, we will have this home paid for. I pray and hope for guidance and felt I had to send a message to someone at Caritas who can give me some guidance. So the purpose of the broadcast today is to help give this person some guidance, but also for those of you, again, who are new, to be able to lay some of these foundation principles in front of you. The first thing we want to reach to is actually the very first Megonomics broadcast which aired on November 19th, 2009, that was eight years ago, and we're going to hear a friend of Medjugorje lay out the very first things that we need to look at, and so this is a friend of Medjugorje from November the 19th, 2009.
3: So Medjugorje, oh no, what is he going to talk about now? You know, do we have something to say on every subject? You bet we do, because a lady does, and yet you hear the Voice of people all the time say, oh, she says the same old thing. She's got nothing to say. She just repeats herself. Our Lady is covering every subject, every topic. We've mentioned, we coined the phrase, template of the messages over every aspect of life on earth. Whatever that subject is, these messages apply to it. And one of the most important things to discuss is money and what we've done with it and what it does to us so it's, it's critically important that we understand this and at first people have objections oh what are we talking about this so we're trying to guide people this way financially or what no we're guiding people by the message it is the message and everything's tied to to the finances into money and it's the one place that whether we want it or not the concept of global government is going to happen it's foretold in revelations and that tie that uniting of all the nations of the earth and every man on earth is going to come through economics so doesn't it make any sense to that this should be something that we're versed on our subject matter that we understand what's going on in the world why why are we where we are today all sins are really tied to money in the end no matter what that sin is it bases that it drives people to that sin even if it seems unrelated in the end this is where it comes from and we put such emphasis on this and felt for a long time that we need to discuss this and bring people more and educate and get people thinking about it. We don't want you to go by what we say or what our thoughts are on it because I'm not giving you advice today. I'm giving you my thoughts on it. You check it out yourself and then you advise yourself because it's in the message. I can say what I've done as a witness. I can say what other people have done as a witness and that's to be followed and we've dived into the messages headed toward a quarter of a century and before that I was doing things, economically-wise, that was in tune to the message even before I ever heard them. I was there. I was where I needed to be. Not by some craft of myself, but by understanding what was going on and looking at the world. We've got to realize there's much evil in the world. Foreseeing evil, by us foreseeing evil, evil can do less harm. So it's very important that you remember that. Just repeat that. Foreseeing evil... Evil can do less harm. Why? Because you can poise yourself in a better position not to be entrapped by it. Our lady tried to do that June 25th, 1989. Satan has special plans to enslave you through materialism. She might as well say, Satan has special plans to enslave you through money. And so you need to be free from that. We've got to realize there will be one world government. So does that mean we raise our hands and just let things go and just take over? No. Satan in the dawn of the industrial revolution was reaching for what he's reaching for right now. He would have just soon to hand it because he's going to be able to be incarnate walking upon the earth, the devil, just as Jesus did 2,000 years ago, incarnate God into the man. So he longs for that day. And as Christians, we should be responsible enough to be to educate ourselves, how do we thwart that event, prolong it, populate heaven more during the interim. More people be born. We shouldn't just, okay, now's the time we can just let it all happen. You know, we should always be poisoning ourselves, poisoning, not poisoning, but we, we are poisoning ourselves with material goods. We, we're walking the tune of the devil. But instead, we should be poisoning ourselves to be free from that, to have liberty and not be enslaved. And ladies told us, uh, she said something incredible, actually, February 25th, 2007. She says, the Heavenly Father desires to deliver each of you from the slavery of sin. What drives sin? We've spoken already about that. She goes on and says, do not forget, little children, your freedom is your weakness. Just because you have freedom to do something, should you do it? Just because you have money to do something, should you do it? We have people who don't have money, not even taking care of their own needs, be it the children, their spouses, whatever, and they're spending things on things they should never be spending money on. It's ludicrous. It's mindless. And yet we've been enslaved by this, by desire. We need desire. We want this. This has to happen. And so desire is very dangerous unless it's coming through God. And this verse that we just read or uh, uh, is going to be part of our show every Thursday because our lady asked for this. Can you imagine the mother of God coming from heaven? One of the first things she asked and she concreted into the fabric of Medjugorje, who is themselves not doing it now. And that's why we picked Thursday to do the show. And that's why we started with the show, because it's the message. If you want to live the message, you must be reading Thursday, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, every Thursday. Why? Because Our Lady said that. On March 1st, 1984, Our Lady says, Each Thursday, read again the passage of Matthew 6, 24-34, before the most blessed sacrament, or if it is not possible to come to church, do it with your family. She fabriced this into the village of Medjugorje. She foresaw what was coming. Foreseeing evil, this enables evil to do the harm it was going to intend to do. It doesn't mean it won't do something, but you can protect yourself by being poised and watching and being alert for that. So here it is, March 1st, 1984, Our Lady says, read Matthew 6 every Thursday. August 5th, 1986, Our Lady says, read each Thursday the Gospel of Matthew, where it said, no one can serve two masters. You cannot serve God and money. Is that not incredible, two times Our Lady has said this? She's called for the village to read this. And incredibly, back before both of these messages, our lady says, October 30th, 1983, why do you not put your trust in me? What do people that have a lot, or even today, poor people, they put their, their God into money? That's that's their trust. That's the only thing they trust. Oh, they go to church on Sunday. But have they really abandoned themselves in the concerns of Jesus, just like Matthew 6 says that? Had they really surrendered themselves? Our lady said, October 30th, 1983, why do you not put your trust in me? I know that you've been praying for a long time, but really surrender yourself. Abandon your concerns to Jesus. Listen to what he says in the gospel. And who among you, through his anxiety, is able to add a single cubit to the leaf of his life? So, there you have it. Three times already mentioned this. But this is critically important that this happen. It's critically important that He wants this to be part of the way we think. Why? Because Satan has planned plan to enslave us. And if we're alerted and foreseeing the evil, it will do less harm to us. Repeat that to yourself. So think about everything and the way you're hooked in and you're enslaved and you can't stop. What's happening right now? How do you get out of it? How do we change it? And that's what each Thursday of this show will be about because there's many things that's happened that has caused us to what we can't stop. I know our lady gave a message in 1986. It was actually to Yellen's prayer group. It says, I beg you, destroy your house. Can you imagine that? You say these messages say the same old thing. Have you ever heard that message? Our Lady Canaan says, I beg you, destroy your house. Pretty incredible message. I mean, everybody's dream is have that big house and do this and do that and and want what they want. Once they get that, they want the next size house and they want this and that and the boats and cars. and, that. I mean, Our Lady says, I beg you. That's scary because Maria has told us that the angels... When they're called upon Our Lady to accompany you to the earth, or there are certain tasks to go protect you, something about to happen in a car wreck or whatever, or sin or, or temptation, to empower your guardian angel. That to be called on by Our Lady, they hold it as the greatest moment, one of the greatest moments in the state of being. Contemplate that. For all eternity, to be called on by Our Lady for a task, they'll be bragging about it to all the other angels. Well, I did this once. Well, you should have seen what I did one time with Our Lady when she asked me. This is a big deal. And it's a scary big deal when she says, I beg you. But here it is, 1986. I beg you, destroy your house made of cardboard. Pretty profound. Which you have built on desires. Thus, I will be able to act for you. So the whole message, I beg you, destroy your house made of cardboard, which you have built on desires. Thus, I will be able to act for you. I worked for people and some of my clients and when I was in business just blew me away when they would be 60 years old, 65 years old. And I'd, I'd ask them, are you going to stay here? Well, we don't know. I said, what do you mean you don't know? Well, we may, we may move again. And I couldn't, I couldn't compute that. My mentality, the way I was raised and my wire, I was wired, it just didn't make sense to me. How can you raise your kids? And I saw one couple that was very wealthy at one point and they had given up the house. They'd raise their kids up because it was too big. They overbuilt. And they were living in a little condo. And they, were, they, they cried, actually, to me. And I will forget that. They're well-known people here in town. And I don't think they're still living now. But at that moment, they had all their memories, everything they cherished, the grounds they had, that beautiful, it wasn't just a lot. They had several acres right in the middle of a, of a town that was a very wealthy town around here. And they, because of that, they had to sell everything and get rid of all that because they just couldn't keep it up. It was just too, too much. But they built this house of cards, and it was gone because they built it on what their desires were. And Our Lady wants us to understand, don't build through desires. What we just heard from Jesus' words, we hear her say, don't worry what you're eating and drink. Don't want you to clothe yourself with. Look at the flowers of the field. They're, they're arrayed in splendor. And the sparrow, you know, that it eats and yet God provides. They neither sow nor weep. Well, that seems like a contradiction because if we're supposed to be what Jesus is saying in this verse, how are we going to do anything? We've got to have motivations and desires. Sure you do. But those desires have to be God's desires for you. And you had to have your desires in harmony with the way he works things. And so for me, when we started planting our house, it was God's desire because I, I instinctively knew that God didn't want me to be a nomad, I, to plant roots, to make heritage, make a life, make a way of life. Pre-message. I knew nothing about the message then. But I was praying and seeing and observing these people and the sadness of what they had and the people that I knew that was middle-aged and people that were young, they had the means of building building too much, that when they retired, were they able to really stay there and so we built our house all with this in mind and we never got a mortgage on it we lived in a trailer for eight years we built it we paid for it we built put windows in it we paid for it every time we had money or labor and every time we come home at night at work we'd work till 10 11 12 o'clock at night now it was a desire for us to be have our dream home but it's not but three bedrooms but we measured how we built this how are we going to We didn't want to do too much. It's it's spacious. It's comfortable. But I built it with in mind of being able to retire into it and die there.
2: So that was a friend of Medjugorje during the very first Medjinomics broadcast, which aired on November the 19th, 2009. To recap some of what he said, first of all, he said that if you foresee evil, then evil can do less harm. It's a very important principle. He said that it is important to poise yourself, not being poisoned by the society around you and to not build your future based upon your personal desires. And so those foundational principles will lead us into this next excerpt that we're going to play from you from February the 11th, 2010. And so this is a friend of Medjugorje.
3: It's good to be back with you again. And for us in our weekly show of Thursday, this has become something more routine now. I guess we're in, I don't know how many shows, but a few months of them. But anyway, I think that we need to realize that in watching things, that we make our decisions according to what's happening in the world. And I don't mean to get your news from newspapers like USA Today, which is basically a communist newspaper. You don't get any information from there. It's totally slanted and not worthy of that. I'm talking about doing your own research. Be wise and look at the circumstances of what's happening Look at what's happening in our economy or around the world and, and, and your, your world. And when I say world, well, I don't mean globalization, I mean localization. I mean what's happening in your area. And that could dictate to you what to do. If you see something corrupt, know that the uncorruptor is coming to the earth every day to dispel that. So you don't want to be associated with that. Those buildings are going to fall down, it's going to crash. We need to realize we're going to seize the moment, and the person that's going to be making it is the person who's wise. And being wise is wisdom. Wisdom is of God. So if you're walking with God and you see what's not of God, flee from those things and flee toward what you know is God. And like we quoted a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago, Wall Street said, the gold of the future is food. I once had a very wealthy man who was in the food business, many grocery stores, says, be in the food chain. Why? Because if the economy crashes, you're down. Food, you have to eat. It's the one thing. You don't have to even have a house. You can live out. I was just reading an article about people who are nomadic in the world. There's still so many nomads, and they don't, they don't have houses. So it's possible to be that way. You say, well, I don't be a street person. Well, I'm not advocating that you do that. The point I'm making is you don't have to have shelter, and there's people living live in the world today that doesn't have that. And I don't mean street people. I mean natives or people's cultures and different things in, in Israel. You used to have nomads walking around. It's amazing. That that's been existing for, for, and they don't see that they're out on the streets. That's their life. So, but what is necessary for them is eat and food. So, that gets you a whole direction of which way you need to travel as far as security for your future. Your homeland security. And, of course, you do want to have a little cottage or your safeguard of your house. And if you've got more means, you do that. But what you always want to do is live way below your means. We live way beyond our means often or just above it. But it really doesn't matter if you're living just above it, barely above it, or way beyond it, because both of them you're drowning. So you've you got to position yourself and read read the culture, read its direction, read what you really think is going to be there and not be there, and then start aligning your direction toward those things that's going to be safe harbors for your home or your ship, if you want to say it that way.
2: Again, that was a friend of Gore from February the 11th, two thousand. And ten, it's interesting that he does mention USA Today. This is long before the concept of fake news ever came out. You hear a friend of Medjugorje say that they're go look at the times, look at the world around you, look at the events around you, and see how those things show you what you ought to be doing. So that's the first thing. Second principle laid out from what you just heard was the words: "The uncorrupter is coming." to the earth if you align yourself with our lady who is here to uncorrupt the corrupt earth that tells you if you're going to follow our lady which direction you need to follow and which direction not to follow this next piece you're about to hear is also from the very same February 2010 broadcast the friend of michor gives us a few more foundational principles
3: well, Caritas has been running for almost 25 years or so and i can say we literally have saved millions of dollars for this mission, by the way, we buy things. We know there's things in our future. We got to buy it. big pieces of equipment. The, the tabernacle the construction, whatever we're doing, the retooling right now. Some some equipment we start. We don't get in a hurry. We know we're going to get something. We started on one piece of equipment buying for retooling four years ago to buy this piece of equipment. You can't even imagine how much money we save because the salesmen are calling on us. Uh, we keep them enough fire there to let them know that we we are interested. But you, you're you not going to get nothing out of us unless you really, really keep coming down and keep coming down. And over four years, as things increased in price, our price for what we're purchasing decreased. You you would be shocked, literally shocked at w- what we're able to get and how to do it. Is. So this is negotiating skills. I learned this in business and carried this over in This this. Now that we're working for our lady and working for our mission, we have an obligation to do that. But so many people just go to a car lot and just deal right there. And buy a car. I would never go buy a car at the car lot. You find what you need if you're going to purchase a car. See what options you want. And learn the product, which ones you want. Or if there's two different kinds, you just seem to get a Toyota or either a, a, a Nissan between the two. Get what you want and sit on the telephone and make a call. And say, so I need to talk to fleet sales. They say, well, you're a business owner, no, but I want fleet sales. I'm just buying. I, I'm just going to this. I just want to looking for. You know, what's your price? And you just go down the list and do it. Well, so-and-so gave me a price for this. And don't go thinking you're going to get it tomorrow because most people that buy cars, purchase, they get in a hurry or they get anxious or they get excited about uh, what they want to do. And they they let impulsiveness get into that. But you sit on that. And you just keep beating them down, beating them down. I, one time, when I was in business, I had a pickup truck I had been trying to buy. The bottom rock-down, bottom price was about $12,000 in. Brand-new truck, pickup, which now is nothing, but... That was what the median price was going probably in the 70s, uh, toward the end of the 70s. So one day it was raining. I'd called, and I'd done this several times, and I hit one dealership. And they said, well, if you'll come in today, we'll sell you this truck. And this is optioned out, $9,500. So I said, bye. I headed down there, pouring down rain, nobody's working. They're not selling nothing. They've been like that for a week. And I wrote out a check for it. And then I asked him, I says, how come this dropped like this? He said, well... The way we do our cars don't tell nobody, but the way we do our cars, you know, we've got all this on 90-day notes, and our notes do, and we're just trying to collect cash. In other words, they dropped the price of that. I had it already at rock-bottom price. It so cost around $12,000. They came off of that $2,500 because he needed the cash. They needed to pay their banknote the next day. So they were willing to take a loss, and I walked out of a brand-new vehicle. And so don't think you can't do that.
2: So that was a friend of Metagori again, from February the 11th, 2010, giving some very practical advice on how to handle money, how to handle purchasing, and how Caritas operates today to be wise in purchasing, first of all. Secondly, not to purchase based upon impulse or your desires. Again, going back to the very first Medjinomics that you heard from earlier in the broadcast, that going after Those desires oftentimes can bring ruin in the future. And so if you take these principles little by little in smaller things, even as simple as purchasing a car or purchasing a home or purchasing a piece of land, all the way up through the line to more important decisions that you make in your life, then if this is part of your understanding, then everything else starts to fall into place. This last piece that you're going to hear from a friend of Medjugorje is also from that February eleventh, two 2010 broadcast. And he explains what it is that you need to do beginning from this moment.
3: I can remember a friend coming to me years ago and saying, how did you make it? How t-? You know, I can't believe this person because he always looked down on me and uh, I found him at my back door wanting to talk to me. And after Our Lady came here and everything and seeing, you know, that, that we've been successful in business and everything, I walk, which is a walk of staying out of debt, a walk of being able, willing to live in the tent. He's watched this and observed this. So he came and humbled himself, which I, it was not that way. And I told him, I said, well, I've watched you for years. You've been going to college for 15 years, which you had his whole life. That's all he have been going to school. I says, you're standing still. And you're waiting for something to come. I don't stand still. I don't know where I'm going. I may be going the wrong direction, but at least I'm walking. And by that walking, I'll see this wrong direction. I can turn around 360 and get back to the other place I'm going to. And that's how I made it. I'm moving. You know, you can sit there and hitchhike. You can sit there and wait for something to come along. But make decisions. Don't wait for the government to settle your problems because they're not. They're going to make them bigger. The further you get away from the government, the further you get away from this mentality of this, this thing, somebody else is going to help me, or my, I got this piece of paper saying I've been to college, that don't mean dilly squat. What it means something, of substance, is as you get out and start moving. You get out and say, I'm going to make some decisions. I'm going to take control of these, these situations. I'm going to learn to be a better negotiator. I'm going to look to the mentors. How did they do that? I'm not going to buy on impulse. And when I feel an urgency, I need to buy this because I'm going to lose this deal, let it go away. Because the next time there'll be another one. And we've amassed what we've amassed in the mission to spread the propagate the messages around the world. Our Lady's made us the largest medical center in the world. We give away more material than, than many major centers combined. I'm not saying that in a bragging Way and say, look what God's done for us. Why did He do that? Well, everybody had the grace to do the same thing that was done here. But God our Lady did say, I want you to collaborate with me. Okay. That doesn't mean we don't do nothing. That don't mean I had to sit around and wait. For her to come by and pick us up as we hitchhike because she said another message that qualified what she meant and i want to collaborate with you so your projects and what you did i bless you you we may not be hitting by 60 percent sometimes but least six six out of ten we can convert through this project so she blesses it so you don't have to be perfect you don't have to be making the right decisions you need blessed decisions that's where the fruit comes by i can make the most perfect decision not the will of god and produce no fruit. I can produce something with good intentions, with a real desire out of love for Our Lady, really to help her. And it's not maybe exactly what she wants. It's going to hit sixty-eight percent of what she she would like. But she'd change the other percent, you know, another way. But it will produce tremendous fruit. So these are the ways of your economics and your future is not always well. I've got this thing here, and I've got twenty dollars here and three hundred dollars here. You know, it's it's about a way of thinking. All these things are about how you approach your situation economically. What are you going to do to change it? Be it you have a lot of money, be it you got no money, be it you're in debt and you need to get out of debt. You can do this. Just don't wait for the car to pick you up and somebody else. Don't don't. You know it's all in your hands to do this and working with collaboration of God to the messages.
2: And so that was a friend of Medjugorje again from February the eleventh, two thousand and ten, laying out these foundation principles on beginning a new way of life. So going back to the original question that we began this broadcast today with, looking for some guidance. These are your foundational principles. We're going to recap them very quickly. Number one, don't build your future based upon what your personal desires are, but upon God's desires. Number two, the more you foresee evil, evil can do less harm. So look at the world around you, understand the direction that it is going And act accordingly. Number three, the uncorrupter is coming to the earth. Making Our Lady's messages as the foundation of your life and in the decisions that you make will help form your philosophies and knowing how to act and how not to act. Number four, be wise in your purchasing. Again, not buying upon impulse or upon your personal desires, but upon what God's desires are and be willing to wait. Number five, start moving. And don't wait for something to come towards you to begin to act. It's about a way of thinking, as a friend of Medjugorje just said. So the first place that you do need to move is in prayer. And something that we do want to present to you, for all of those of you listening today who are in a situation that you're not sure which way to go, which way not to go, we want to present to you something that a friend of Medjugorje has said for many years now. And that is, first of all, to begin a 54-Day Rosary Novena that is available on the website. A number of years ago, a friend of Medjugorje put together a 54-Day Rosary Novena based in Our Lady's Messages. And you can find it as a free download on the left-hand menu. Go down to the downloads under the short books, and you'll see underneath the short book category, the 54-Day Rosary Novena. You can also order a printed version online, just clicking on MedjMart and going to prayer books or the short books you'll find the 54-Day Rosary Novena in a regular size and in a large print edition. Wanting to lay a few things in front of you about the 54-Day Rosary Novena, in the very beginning of the book, there are some guidelines that a friend of Medjugorje gives, which are very important, and it's part of a lot of the spiritual advice that we do give to people, that we have seen a friend of Medjugorje give people throughout the years that has been very beneficial in helping them to know which way to go, helping them to make the right decisions. And again, a friend of Medjugorje has said a number of times on this broadcast and another broadcast and also in some of the writings that spiritual direction is not telling you what to do, but to help you arrive at the decision that you need to make. And so going back to the question that was asked at the very beginning of the broadcast for guidance, that is the spiritual direction is to follow this direction in helping to arrive at the conclusions that you need to make. A friend of Medjugorje is not going to tell you, yes, go ahead and sell your house, move out into the country. He's not going to tell you, oh, you made a bad decision in buying the house that you did. Th- those are not the things that you're going to hear from him. What you are going to hear from him is begin to change your mentality, take these philosophies, make them part of who you are, begin to pray right now at this moment for your future, for God to show you exactly what it is that you need to do. And that is the guidance that you will receive from a friend of Medjugorje is not telling you what to do, but how to arrive at the conclusion. So the 54-day Rosary Novena is to help you do that and to be able to read the signs and know which way God wants you to follow. So first of all, begin the 54-day Rosary Novena. Along with that, if it's possible to do a nine-day fast, the person who we read from earlier today had just finished the nine-day fast, along with all of those that were joining the Caritas community and doing this for the annual nine-day fast. The second part of that is to read a chapter of the Bible every day or pick a verse at random. The third part of that is to read a message of Our Lady every day. You will find that Our Lady will speak directly to your circumstances and if you pay attention to the words she says and let her guide you and follow the instructions that she gives, you will find that Our Lady will have words for you every day. If possible, read one chapter of the Poem of the Man God every day if you have a copy of that. If you do not have a copy of the Poem of the Man God, you can get, also get that in the Medjmart online. Number five, to attend Mass. Uh, You want to try to attend Mass, receive communion if and when possible. Also to go to confession frequently and to try to stay within a state of grace. And then also to write down your petitions. This is very important, especially praying that Our Lady's intentions for you would be fulfilled. To reiterate something that a friend of Medjugorje has said many times before, Our Lady's intentions for you are the most important intention that you can pray for. There are a lot of things that you can pray for in your life, but you may not be praying exactly for what it is that God desires for you. And so the most beneficial thing you can pray for during this time, especially in history, is to pray for Our Lady's desires for you to be realized and accomplished and to make that part of your 54-day rosary novena intentions. And so we have laid some of these things in front of you to help guide you, especially a lot of of the newer people who are new to Medjinomics and Radio Wave to give you some of the foundation principles in knowing how to act and how to begin to start moving. And so on behalf of a friend of Medjugorje, Caritas of Birmingham, the community of Caritas, Medjugorje.com and Radio Wave, good day and God bless. This ends the Medianomics show with a friend of Megagoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.